What's up? What's up? Locker May Babes. I am your host, Rianne, and I am back in the studio for another Wednesday morning. I hope you all had a great week. Um, had a productive weekend. Been staying safe since all this bullshit popped off. Um, but I have a guest with me today. Lately, I've just been having a whole bunch of company in the locker room, and I'm cool with that. So, I'm going to go ahead and let my company speak for themselves. Welcome to the locker room. How you doing? How you doing? I'm Elijah. All right. What you want the people to know? Like, who? what should we know about you? Oh, Tell us more. I mean, young black man, entrepreneur, uh, two degrees. Hey, now. Okay. I'm very goofy. Um... I like this podcast shit. This shit fun. You can, it's very spree, fun. You can speak your mind freely. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm just happy to be a guest. Good, good. So I'm happy that you are here. Like I said, I love when company comes to the locker room. It's just, it's better to bounce ideas off of. You know, usually it's just me, but love when people step in the locker room with me. So let's get to these check-in updates. So... I haven't really published the episode in a while since all this bullshit in D.C. popped off. So, I'm going to talk about it very briefly. Um, some idiot stormed the Capitol, was able to get inside, was able to do their shit and, you know, be Trump supporters. Do what they do best. And it was crazy for me to see it because, like, watching them get into one of the most secure buildings in our nation and nothing happened. Like, everybody getting slapped on the wrist judgments and sentences and shit and it's just it's just wild to see like it's wild to see that go down for sure for sure it uh, definitely showed you we live in two different americas two different. uh i mean we was protesting with no guns and they was pepper spraying us shooting at us and them people had guns in the capital so that showed guns you some shit in the capital so this is what well, this was my sentiment like i'm not for like a whole bunch of violence but for some reason that day i chose violence loudly I'm like, ain't the Secret Service supposed to be catching bodies? What's going on? Like, ain't nobody falling. For sure. Catch some meat. Like, that's y'all job. Somebody's supposed to get body slammed. (laughs) Like, y'all supposed to be catching bodies. This, y'all protecting these actual lawmakers, congressmen, representatives, and nothing's going on. That's backwards. And it it just was odd to me. Like, like you said, we can go and just be marching and just simply be making a statement. And we being met with extreme force. You get into one of the most secure buildings and all you being met with is by some scary-ass, pussy-ass police officers. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, I kind of said it because that just don't make sense. Uh, also, I feel like some of them police officers and shit didn't shoot back because, like, they seen their family members out there. They like, well, I can't do this, but that's what you signed up for. That's your what job. What you signed up for. That's your that's job. Just suck that shit up. Do and what you got to do. I thought it was crazy to, like, hear that they had schematics of the building. They knew which ways to get in. Certain Congress people let them in days prior to see it, to see how shit was laid out. You can't tell me as a nation that's so big on getting in everybody else's business when they government's going through a coup. There's no way you not regulating and firing these motherfuckers or charging them. So that that was wild to me, especially knowing the military people was there. And I have a cousin who's a Marine who was like, that's straight up treason. They about to get court-martialed and set their way. I'm not never jeopardizing my freedom if I'm on active fucking duty. Like, are you... You on active duty, you know what you about to go through. Like, you know what's about to go down. That's just wild to me. So, that was one thing I really wanted to talk about. Um, 
guess I literally was just watching not too long ago. Um, it's a documentary on Netflix called Crack. It's about that whole time period, what went down, how it played out, and all of that. I think everybody needs to go take a peek at it. What's the name of it? It's called Crack. So you, it kind of broke into everything, like why they started it, what was going on at the time, how much money them niggas was touching. Like you heard your people who was teenagers at the time talk about all the money they was making at that point. But to actually see somebody, like to see a dealer to be like, yeah, I was touching I was touching some money. Like, yeah, that shit I was wild. really getting some money. Like, you heard niggas say now that they be pushing weight or they claim they be doing shit. And I feel like they touching dimes and pennies compared to what these niggas was touching in the 80s. Like, for sure. These niggas uh, was making another money. Another thing with that, like, man, like, they fucked up their money. Like, they could have went and bought these houses. They could have went and did all the shit we do now. Oh. Uh, just if they would have opened their mouths and talked to people, you ain't necessarily got to tell somebody you a dealer, but... But you know what's crazy about Just the tell somebody your know, dreams. It, sh- it actually showcased that most of them was 15 and 16. Touching money like that. That shit You got babies out yeah. here making money like that. I'm telling you, my first object is not no damn house at 15. I'm sorry. I'm. Oh, no, not at 15. Then, I'm about know. to definitely go get my hair done as a woman. Nails about to be on fleek all the time. Clothes and some more shit. I may buy me a car, but I ain't house. George's every Saturday. Okay, so you, I mean, I understand for them, it's at a different, like, scope. You 15. You just touching money. You should never be able to, that the world didn't think that you should be able to touch. So, it was crazy watching the documentary, you know, John Singleton got a snowfall out. So, so to see that paradigm is like, oh, yeah, dope. For sure, like to for see sure. it from a fictional standpoint and we seeing how it started from a dealer's aspect to watching this documentary that's telling you this shit was bad. I mean, this shit was on the yeah. corner everywhere. It was crazy. Like seeing it fictionally and actually hearing the history of it all was just wild. Like to see the sentencing and the bills came out of it and how we kind of still dealing with that fallout. Was cool. So pretty much, I just think everybody should definitely take a peek at it just to, to see how we sitting where we sitting, just to see how like things are accumulating over time. Um, I think that's all I had for checking in updates. Yeah, I think that's it. I don't think I have anything else. You have anything that you recently saw that you just like? I know this shit was wild. Uh, no, nah, man. I think everything just everybody just at like an awe. Um, cause we still in the middle of a fucking pandemic. Still in the pandemic. Um, they only gave us 600 to pay rent bills and do whatever else we need to do. Um, these jobs shows you that you're fucking expandable. Like they don't really need you. Mm -hmm. You don't need to go into them fancy ass offices. You can sit at home and do your job. Right. Um, so it's up to you to choose where you want to work. Um, I mean, it's a lot. 2020 showed me a lot. 2021. It's just like, all right, just the reality that we're dealing with. But right. 2020 showed you, like, yeah, American shit. shit. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, your founders, they just passed. Oh, yeah. Shout out to the men of Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated. All right now. <laughs> so, I said that, I brought that up to ask um, about, like, how that is being a part of the Greek world for you. Like, how important it is to you. Um, it's, it's, it's very important. Uh, we ain't gonna get too too deep, nah. but it, it's important <laughs> because it shows us that um, 
as black men, we can come together and stand for something. So, um, you know, brotherhood, scholarship, community service, all of that good stuff. Um, it's just good to see, you know, other black men uplifting other black men. And, you know. So, um, I had to call my own people. My mom is a Delta, so I had to call her. Shout out, shout out to the Reds, man. <laughs> so I didn't get the opportunity. School just didn't work out for me, but it's cool to see you all be able to celebrate that and to be able to do that without like I know it's had like people's opinions have changed, but to still see that we still support that as oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. culture is still dope. Let's Every touch day. on that. You said school didn't work out for you. It did not. It did not work out for what, me. What part of it didn't work out for you? Because school not for everybody. It's not. So the part that did not work for me was more of like the drastic realization that my school didn't set me up to win there at all. Like that was a hard adjustment. Thinking that oh, I was hella smart in my high school. I get up somewhere else and I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I ain't, you know, as into the books as I think I am. And it was more of like realizing that, putting that down, and trying to get out of that mindset. Um, school was usually something I can I can tackle. Everybody else around me had some type of outside skill that they was just dope at. Me, it was a book. I'm a oh, yeah, super reader. Yeah. I get done with books in three hours. That's just what I do. So I take in a lot of information. So for me not to excel at school was a bit of a a bite back to me. Like, I, in my mind, had it in my head. I'm getting this done in four years. I'm just going to be that. I'm going to pick a high-level medicine type of major because I was a pre-physical therapy major at the time. I was actually okay. double major. When I started, I was a health major as well as a kinesiology major, um, which not a lot of schools do PT like that. In Missouri, someone taught by biology. I was being taught range of motion. And it was... Hard. That's a lot of engineering classes on top of medicine. Shout it ain't out to all the engineers out there. I double <laughs> majored in uh, mechanical and manufacturing engineering. Period. Uh, it wasn't easy. I definitely Period. went in thinking I was going in. You know, everybody like, oh, I'm in and out in four years. Now, nah, fuck that. We're going to be real. From partying to staying up all night to just that engineering shit ain't. School ain't easy. Ain't easy at all. So, uh, man, trying to have a social life. And working, because you got to have a little money in your pocket. Yes. I was blessed to, you know, just go to school and go mm-hmm. to school. Man, that, that's your hard. So, I understand that school ain't for everybody. Uh, yeah, I want to give a up a few times. Oh, it's probably a monster I'm going to tackle sooner or later. But going back seven years and still not getting the task done and changing my major twice. Because after PT, I went into journalism. And then I went back into medicine by doing nursing. And... I hate when, like, advisors look at my transcripts and they're like, man, you need to pick a road because you got way too much going on here. Yeah, man, like, I don't like advisors that, that do that. <laughs> like, like, don't like, tell me what I need I'm to trying do to figure life. it out because I know I'm dope at writing. And that's just something, like I said, that's just something that's always been there. Writing has always been there. But when you have to understand, and this is the thing that people don't understand when they go into school and they're not told, you can pick a passion. But yeah. You still have to pick one. That you are going into immediately. That you're making money in. As much as people tell you try not to pick a job just for the money. In our society, in our economy. You got to be realistic. That money still got to be there. So for me, changing from journalism was more of a damn. I'm about to make 40000 
here, but in medicine I can make up to two hundred thousand. Which boat you pick? Like yeah. it's not something but I that, like doing, but that's then something money. you gotta be comfortable with though. You, you know, know some people yes. comfortable with going to school knowing they finna be, you know, fifty in debt and the job mm-hmm. they went to school for only making thirty. But that's a mindset that you have to develop. Yeah, definitely. And so that's what mine was. Mine was like, let's be real, sis. You like to find things in life. You didn't travel. You didn't did all. You didn't saw that lifestyle. And you got the type of parent that's not going to give you that after a certain age. And that's okay. Like, I'm not knocking my people at all for that. Because at some point, I do have to pick up that slack. So that's kind of where school kind of came to a halt for me. I am still making my moves in medicine, but I certified myself throughout different jobs. So that was my thing. Learning that you can still make it through being certified in different things and still make as much as the person who went to school. So that's my thing, but I'm going to say this. I am going back. But after seven years of being back-to-back, no wins. I need a break. Speaking into existence, man. So it'll it'll come at one point, but yeah. So that was our check-in session. All right, y'all, let's get into these topics. Alright, like makes us do it. So I um wanted to talk about this specific topic because I kept popping into dating clubhouses. This is just something I kept popping into. And at one point in the midst of talking about dating and choosing how to date, who to date, and how your dating styles are, marriage will usually come up. The topic of marriage will usually come up. And I realized I still have an old school approach to love being the center and focal point of marriage because that is the examples I had. And a lot of people are now kind of testing it to be more of a, it's a, it's a partnership. It's supposed to be a <laughs> business deal. We getting a contract signed. We know what we hold, hold up. Yeah, I don't agree with all that business deal shit. Like, that's really the thing now. Yeah. Like, I'm going to take this bullshit I'm going to get married. I'm going to take this bullshit. But know that I'm going to look for a certain piece of bullshit to be okay with. Why you got all this other stuff I'm looking for. Like, I don't knock women for being like men should provide. Because I definitely agree there. But you you see more of it now being, oh, she bad. That's trophy wife. And her, her version is, oh, he got the bag. That's provider. Like, But she, she could be bad, but she can't cook. I ain't going to fake it. I'm a nigga. I like to eat. So she can be cute, but if she don't fucking cook, it's over with. But see, you still approach that sense of partnership as love and interest being the focal point. Yeah. And we're not at that space right now. People are taking old views and construing them to the the thought process of it was a business deal. Like, I was just talking to somebody else, and I was just like... When you see people use debutante eras, or you see people use eras where... Being a Southern Belle was a thing. You kind of still missing the point of them people knew they were supposed to have love somewhere in there. And they knew there was friendship somewhere. It may have started as we both in this white collar society. I'm making all this money. I need a wife. I need to procreate. Keep this legacy going. They still had to forge it still with love. Yeah. We look it's, it's like our generation look at marriage now as like a piece of something to just play with. It's it's a part of the motion. It's I'm yeah, supposed it's something to say, to oh I did that shit, I tried it. Not more of a this is something to strive for because now we at this point of this relationship where it's moving to that level. It's like the icing on the cake already. Now it's looking like the cake. Like that's that's the thing. 
marriage. It look right. Let's do it. Yeah. It's not even something that's people being like thinking, thinking real hard on. And I just feel like it could possibly be switched from gender. Like for me as a woman, I do still see it as a bit of a partnership. But I see it as a partnership of, okay, I know my baby finna be working late tonight. I'm gonna go ahead and cook. Get all this shot away so that when they get home, male or female, y'all, when they get home, they can eat. Like, if you know your wife about to work along, I was, you know, it's a lot of shit she do throughout the day. You know, she got a routine about the house. Yeah. Usually women make a routine in the house. This is something we cannot refute. No matter how we try to be that pro woman, women still usually puts down the routine in the home. And you know that she finna be out late working, you gonna pick up that part of that routine that you know she doing. Yeah, I'm gonna do it to the that's, best of my ability. That's what I'm saying. That's a partnership. Now we see that partnership is, ah, oh, nah, I know he got that bag. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, this bill and that bill need to be paid. So I know he finna come in and take care of all that because I made sure there was something on my list in order for me to get married. Like, it's something like that. It's, I don't think people look at it more deeply as they should. And I feel like that's why I divorce rate. It's definitely high. high. Yeah. Marriage for the wrong reasons. Um, or just be, not even being compatible with each other. Like, some people just look at this trophy shit showing off each other. Are we in the mall? Are we shopping? Um, mm-hmm. That shit look good on the web. But can y'all lay next to each other and have a conversation? So do you think a lot of relationships are built off of superficial rules of like social media? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Nowadays, it's always this is goals, that's goals, this goes, that's goals. Like um, the pictures when they be showing out a little Nordstrom bags, LV mm-hmm. bags, all that shit. Cool, I ain't gonna fake it. That shit nice. Spend a bag together because <laughs> that's what we work for. You right. know, spend it together. Right. But they also, you know, when it comes to like the woman buying the man something nice, mm-hmm. you don't see nobody saying, oh, that's goals. Right. You only see when... You don't see that as much. Yeah, you don't see that as much. Or you don't see when like the little appreciation, like them pictures when the women be laying their feet over the man's shoulders and he rubbing the feet. Don't nobody really say, oh, that's goals and shit like that. Right. But that could be goals too. That's like tapping into your significant other love language, right. you know. Some people just want to be touched on. Not sexually, but like massage to relax. Because work do be stressful. Wearing right. them heels and shit all day long, that shit probably is tired. So tired. Man, you know? scrubs. So. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I think... For me, I can say I was guilty of the goals at first, and then I realized quickly what works for my house. It's not that Instagram shit. It's not going to work for y'all. And nine times out of ten, I think people forget these people could be lying or trying to sell themselves a dream through their social medias because that's what we do. Everybody. we We still sell something to the viewer that we want them to see. So, I think I had to learn that, like, a lot of people project online what they're either not having or what they are going through. And once I learned that, I realized, okay, so I have to have the approach of what works for me in my house don't work for you in your house. That's just what that is. And I think I think that's where it's always going to be an issue, not even just marriage, just relationships with our generation is we have something that other generations didn't have. We have this these apps. I know more of your relationship than I should. There's no way I should oh, yeah. know that Jada and Baby having all these damn problems. Nobody That's... believes in privacy nowadays. You get what I'm saying? Or if they do believe in privacy, they don't know how to communicate it. And a significant other feel like, oh, you hiding me or some shit like that. Yeah. So, so the example I want to use is when Behind the Music first came out, right? Right. 
and Mary J had her episode, and she was pretty much saying how her, who was who was his name? She was dating somebody from was he from Jersey? He was somebody that she was dating. He was another big artist, and she was telling the details of her relationship. That was shocking for me back then because I'm like, you have a normal ass people problems. Yeah, everybody got normal people. You having arguments and stuff. (laughs) What the fuck was that man doing? Like, you can look at her and then be like, damn, I couldn't tell you was going through all that because that's fucking normal. And then you got us, like I said, that know when a person cheating, they know when they having arguments in their house and stuff. That's just not, that's just not how it should be. And I think, like, people get too far, even with that, like when Drake posted his baby. Well, when he didn't post his baby, that was the issue. He lied about his child. No, wait a minute. Hold up. What? Is that supposed, is that, are we really supposed to know that he out here cracking bitches like that? Like, yeah. That's <laughs> like, what I'm like, is that really our business? That's not really our like, business. Drake said some real shit. He was like, I wasn't hiding my baby from the world. I was hiding the world from my baby. Like, as much as we joke about that, I definitely understood where he was coming from. With that like, like that, he want his kid to grow up to be a kid. Like, mm-hmm. take that camera out that baby face. Let them enjoy their right. time being a kid. Like, right. And that's 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 how I go back. That's really what it goes back to with the whole relationship thing. I'm able to share every point of my life. So now mm-hmm. we all doing that. So now relationships look different. I'm watching how you move because the public say. If he ain't doing A, B, and C, sweetie, he really don't care for you. When all actuality, that man do care. He just not following the wave that you made yourself accustomed to think it was a thing. I feel like social media, and I ain't just blaming Instagram. I feel like all social media, it has too much to say. It's too opinionated on our relationships. Like, you know, we... Uh, I communicate communicate with my friends like, hey, what y'all think I should do in this situation or what y'all think about this and, you know, vice versa. Right. But we don't let, like, the outside world take on our problems and let them judge what we should do and what we shouldn't do. So that's, that's, exactly that's another thing that we got to be the judge of. Know when to do shit and when not to do shit. Totally. Like, I think, I think what people need to kind of realize is we gonna all sit up here and say our opinions online, but I can't yeah, tell you that's what, it's what my favorite person that I like to laugh at online. I shouldn't be able to be like, oh, well, sweetie, if your relationship ain't doing what the collective say. <laughs> like, I've actually watched women change their whole relationship off of stuff they've seen or they haven't seen on Twitter. Like, what do you mean you not going to allow him to do this because this girl said that was that? Like, what do you mean? Twitter too much of a playground for you to mold your mind of it. Man, it be motherfuckers like Big Billy Badass on Twitter and they only sit on their couch and do everything they girl or significant others say. Like, don't let that shit fool you, man. That shit how you sing well. Or that nigga on there telling you ways of a player, but he doting like a motherfucker on his woman. He's sitting there Got doing whole everything. Home. Whole wife at home. Whole wife at home. Beautiful family. Communicate very well. Don't very well. don't engage in no toxic behavior. He's just spewing it because he, he knows that, that shit. Because it's gonna get him what retweets and followers. And y'all sitting up here molding y'all whole relationship and how y'all view things. Y'all doing all of this with these people. You don't understand, like. Yeah, but they ain't really living what they talking about, my that love. That's crazy because it's like 
what we see as marriage and a happy family and all that shit online, mm-hmm. that don't be reality sometimes. Like, we gonna go through shit in a relationship. So don't think we supposed to be happy walking our dog in fucking Forest Park every day. Right. Don't think that shit gonna happen. Right. Like, no, nah, there's some days where it's gonna be like, I'm tired, leave me alone. As long as I communicate that to you, then let it be. You ain't gotta, and then if I do communicate it to you, you ain't got to run to your story like, oh, this nigga always got an attitude or right. don't post on the story. Like, I can't wait to find somebody that make me happy X, Y, and Z. Like, that's another fucking argument waiting to happen. Right. Leave your leave your issues at home. And then, and then, you know, it's crazy. I'm one of the women that can bring the mirror to herself, right? I'm one of the right. women that, that love to, like, call myself out. So, I notice that I kind of do... I don't do it on social media. I don't do it on apps. I don't really say my arguments and all of that. But us girls, we do talk to each other. We do talk to our homegirls. And I used to For think... Sure. Y'all be in men, the group chats. Oh, definitely. I used to think men used to complain about girls talking to their girlfriends. And I used to be like, niggas would just be mad because we got somebody to vent to. And then I thought about it like, nah, but as women... We do kind of tell each other way too many intimate details about our relationship and then be annoyed as fuck when we being looked at sideways by all the people around us. So I had to learn that quickly. Everything ain't even something to discuss with the people outside of your relationship because them are also opinions. Like yeah, I had an yeah. ex who used to tell me an open ear is an open mouth. Like they going to say whatever they want to after you get them the ammunition to do it. Now, mind you, I never paid attention to that motherfucker because... Of why he was telling me, but as I went into another relationship and realized, okay, that was a petty argument. Now it's about to be used against you yeah. because I didn't went and told somebody who's gonna make an opinion about your character and who you are. So now I gotta know that these women about to come with me with their opinions, and now I'm feeling these opinions and bringing them up to you. So, so question: Did you go? Did you go to your friends in the group chat? Did you go looking for opinions or did you go looking just to vent? Mine sounds like 10, I'm venting. But I'm not understanding when you do that. You now leave yourself open for opinions. Exactly, exactly. So, so when you got those opinions back, what did you do with them? Did you just take them with a grain of salt or you tried to shape your shape a new reality? Like, okay, girl, you're right. Well, I am going to try this. Okay, so well. if, you took it, if you took it 50-50, how did that work in your relationship? It didn't. But... The the thing was, and I can attest to how amazing he is, and realize he he knew what was going on. He actually stated that I ain't mad at you for going to vent, but you gotta understand who you venting to. Like, yeah, you need to talk. Cool. And no also, easy. are your homegirls are they single? Are they in relationships? So that play a part too. I have one that is in a relationship. I have another who is like single, but she's trying. She's dating pretty much. So her opinions be more of something like, yeah, I see where you're coming from with that, with this and that. Like trying to remind herself of things she won't allow to happen to her. Mm-hmm. This is something that we know people do. And then the per- the one in the relationship gives her opinion, but it's also hearing it as something to look forward to telling her person not to do. So that when she comes in, she don't look how I look. Like I understand yeah. that's how women work. Even if they do have your best interest at heart and they really are giving you advice, they still take that back home to their relationship. Oh, yeah, for and sure. And that's when I realized after talking to mine, it, it was more of like half hour arguments be Betty. And now you got to hear all this bullshit 
because we have a normal ass petty ass argument. Yeah. And you letting somebody in. So once I was told that, I was like, you know what? Okay. But some men don't come with that type of tone and demeanor when they're trying to get that point across. It's more of a nah, you most lean on your is, girls too much. Yeah, You're talking like, too much. This I don't want to hear that bullshit I mean, that's coming that out goes, your homegirl mouth. Like it's not really explained the right way. That goes for men that just like uh, they don't know how to communicate. Right. And that's just plain and simple. It ain't no like yeah, that that's just they don't know how to communicate their feelings or, or what they really want to say. Um as men, we don't really vent to our niggas about our girls for real. We just be like, and I, and I learned hey. it. We just be like, man, she got me fucked up. Let's go take a shot. Let's go to the bar. That's it. it. My all my niggas know is she got him fucked up. All right, bro, you good? Now, if it if we go to the bar, he drinking a little more than usual. Mm-hmm. That's when we pull him to the side, like, hey, bro, like, not what's to be nosy, on? but like, what's going on? You know, you can always talk to me, but we don't just go like, man, look, I'm stressed out. She. She want to have a baby and this, that, and the other, and I can't do it. We don't go say all of that shit because that is more, you know, ammunition for whatever. Because some niggas don't keep their mouths closed. Some niggas don't just hold information. Right. Uh, it sucks, but, I mean, that's just how it is. But see, that's the thing. That's the difference between the genders. We know this about each other as women. We know we can't hold water. That is something that we know. And we still make ourselves victim Vulnerable. to all these different... Yeah. So, like, the situation for me was sitting there just venting. And now I'm hearing opinions of a person. I'm, I'm listening to someone build a bad character case for somebody I know. It's a great person. He's not yeah. a bad guy at all. What are you talking about? But then I had to realize, well, bitch, you are actually giving them the ammunition <laughs> to actually say that this man has bad character. Because y'all just had a petty argument and he pissed you off. Yeah. Like, I had to realize that with family as well. Family is worse. When you go to oh, yeah, they going to build an opinion and stick on it. And that opinion going to be there for like five to ten years. That person can do all the good shit they want to do. Like, and I family just not going to care. At, yeah. at all. Because I just can't invent it. Even though I needed to, I didn't realize there's a way to vent. There's a way to be like, yeah, I'm just having a bad day. Or if just tell it from my end. Okay, so I've had this argument and this was my opinion of it. Then you can only talk about me. Yeah. If I'm not telling you the details of what was said, like we've had bad arguments that I'm just like, yeah, I know that just went south, real south, but it wasn't intentional. It wasn't meant to be vile, but it's going to sound vile to somebody else. Let me keep that in my pocket. But I don't right. remember, I don't really, I didn't really kind of key into the fact that I had to do the same thing for the petty ones. Like, <laughs> you would think common uh, sense in your mind, you would think. But common sense ain't so person, common. And then, know this petty, don't use yeah. this against them. And you you feel that way. You be like, come on. Like, I told you that out of strict confidence. You ain't got to hold that to him. He's a great person. Right. They don't care for none of that. You hurt my friends, so I don't like you. And that's yeah. what's stuck in their head. Now, but, I'm going to tell you, extreme cases for me where I, my mind is probably not going to change is if I know my friend is being physically harmed. That's never going to change for me. And that comes from where I'm raised. And a lot of men around me don't yeah. play that. So, for me, it's more of like, hold on, sweetie. I don't, I don't know how the men around you acted when you was younger, but mine's don't play that putting their hands on women shit. Not they don't all, play huh? that domestic violence either way. No domestics at all. On either side. They don't. They just don't do that. So for me, that's the only time I don't change my mind. But coming from being on the other end of a petty argument and somebody building a case against somebody, I know it's, it's great just because we had a petty ass argument. 
it's not worth it's not worth that that character being built against that person. So I learned last year. Be very selective of what you say online and to the people around you. As you should, but that's as that's with anything being said. Not oh, even definitely. yeah, not even relationship shit. Just yeah, everything. Like <laughs> uh, so, how you feel about like couples couples that go to therapy versus couples that just be around other couples and they just vent in a circle? When the couples vent session becomes therapeutic is when I feel like it works. But when you have just a session to vent, you it's the same same rules apply. Them couples going back having nice-ass conversations about you. Nice. Not to say that therapists that you hire won't, but they're bound by a law. Yeah, they not to. <laughs> they can't go around doing that. And so nine times out of ten, they're not. They're probably going to keep it in their mind and be like, well, go to get a drink. I got these damn clients that just ain't getting it. And that's just probably yeah. as far as it's going to go. But me being a friend in a couple's group, I already know you going home. Did you hear that bullshit that nigga came out this month and said to her? Did you hear that? What they, yes, I, would never, I would never. Couldn't be me. That's just not <laughs> me. I can't believe that bullshit. Like, we didn't all did that. Oh, As yeah, for sure. watching another, we didn't all did that shit. I'm not going to lie and say that I haven't done that. But I type that shit in the notes like shit. This, we got to talk about this shit. We get home. Me, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm texting you under the table. Did this nigga really just... Do, you, do they really think that shit okay? That's how I be feeling like, oh, they think this Did shit okay. Girl just say what she just, like, you know, yeah. you sitting there, you having them conversations, but when it becomes something where one couple can be like, I, we just went through this, adjusted and tried this, that's when it becomes both for me. I think you need that. Like, oh, yeah. Um, to bring up social media and reality shows. There's a show called Married to Medicine that's on Bravo, and the beautiful thing about that show is there was one reunion where a couple announced that they was getting a divorce. And most of the cast, there's probably one person on the cast that's not married anymore. They're all married. All black couples, all black doctors. It's believe. amazing. They saved this one couple during a reunion session. It was like, okay, so what's the problem? What, what we gotta do so we don't watch y'all get this divorce? What needs to be See, done? See, that shit lit. And by the time the, the reunion wrapped up, it was pretty much like they went through a therapy session. The next season, they were having a beautiful, flourishing marriage because of these group of friends. And when you have more friends around you that is in a that is a couple, it's easier because you know somebody that's going to see. I got it. I got like checks and balances. I got a couple toxic homeboys. I got my fraternity brothers. I got you know people that's in relationship ones that's just out doing their thing. So it's just like man, I got to pick and choose who I'm around at the time. Right. So, um, but I do when I was in a relationship, I I more or less leaned on the couples. The couples night, like the game nights that turned into us talking shit to therapy sessions more than just regular therapy. Because I feel like I'm a product of my environment and my environment understands me. So that's why I leaned on more of, you know, these couples and what they do and what we do. We just going to exchange stories or, hey, we did this. It didn't work out. Or we went through this. How did y'all get through it? Mm -hmm. I leaned on that more than just going to go sit on somebody's couch and they ask me questions trying to pull out info. Yeah, okay. So I am currently in therapy, and I'm a big believer in therapy. You know, I know for uh, I know for our community, therapy is kind of looked at as a way of telling our business. You know, black community is what yeah. goes on in the house stays in the house type of community, and it's not. And I say this as being as humble as I can behind my ancestors. It's not really at fault to us when you couldn't be free about your feelings. You couldn't really be free and open about what was going on in your house because you knew the certain side. Was gonna come make it more than what it was. I mean, we had sure. black women being thrown into asylums from having postpartum depression. Like, 
being hooked on drugs they shouldn't have been just for the simple fact that they was going through regular ass feelings. Yeah, that's so a I, sad reality that yeah, don't nobody want to talk about. And I understand the, the need to not want to do that. So for me, in therapy now, um, my therapist is also a couples therapist as well. And when I told her I was not having really good communication with family, she was like, I'm going to be honest. I tell my couples to listen, to understand, not to respond, to ask how a person meant to say something. So if you feel like you took the phrase wrong, it's a safe space to be like, how did you mean that? Or did you mean it this way? Simple questions like that change your whole dynamic of communication. And when she said that, I was like, okay, maybe sometimes couples do need to come sit on the couch yeah, and have yeah, somebody yeah. that sit there that, that went to school <laughs> and learning these different ways to approach it. I think it's also beneficial to do that. I think if you have both, you're on the road to, to great things. But you have to understand, we still come from a generation that don't believe in talking to therapists. Or to even, like now, when you learn over time to keep things to yourself, do you really tell your friends what's going on? Should I tell? Do I need to keep this to myself? You have to understand your dynamic of friends, too. I, I get that. Um, my significant other, my friend, uh, my growing best friend, Nina Elaine, shout out to her. Uh, we in a long distance relationship right now. Um, but she's going to school to, you know, for therapy stuff. And she... She opened my eye to all of this. That's why I was asking you questions about it. And, uh, I mean, it's kind of cool to have somebody to talk to that's, you know, not necessarily your friend, that's not going to judge you, um, but that's going to still give you honest answers. So, I do now believe in therapy. And uh, shout out to all the black men out there. We do need therapy. I don't care what nobody say. Yes, please. We do need therapy. And I say this from a woman who, who knows family members and people that she loves that goes through mental mental issues of like depression and bipolar and all this stuff. It's it's kind of good to have somebody to lean on that's not a therapist. It's somebody good to always vent to because you need that. But you have to understand them people are also holding on to their own. So oh, yeah. it's definitely good to get you a therapist who is paid to take on your stuff. Yes. Like it's paid to take that on. It's what they were trying to do. They know how to do it in a way of not attaching it to self. But when you're asking somebody who's not trying to do that, you have to take it with a grain of salt sometimes. Like, they also don't attach that to self. But I love talking to people. Um, I've always been that way. I like making people feel better. So, naturally, for me, I like to talk. But I know men have came across women that don't know how to deal with that. Like, so I say this to say you have to also know who you're dealing with, you guys. Yeah, learn your partner for <laughs> you sure. Learn your partner. You have to know who you're, what you're dealing with. And so I say that for me because I had the opposite thing. I came from a lot of bad relationships, a lot of bad situations. And so who I'm with, who I'm dealing with now, like we're in this weird complicated zone, but still enough to where I feel safe. For me to have gone from a place where I couldn't really tell how I felt. I couldn't really do things. Like, I feel... I watch his reactions to, like, small stuff, man. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I know. It's little. And you probably be like... He probably be like, what the fuck? Like, ain't this not normal? Why haven't you never had this around you? Like, small stuff that other people... And I wanted to bring this up. Very minimum for women and very minimum for men. So women around me will consider a lot of things that I look at as big things to be little, to be bare minimum. But I don't think people understand. Like you said, you're learning that therapy is a good thing. For yeah. me, I'm learning reassurance in a relationship is important. 
I'm learning somebody supporting him in a relationship is important. Now, to you, you'll be like, how the fuck? Wait a minute. Well, actually, that's that's funny because uh, shout out to Nine Lane again. <laughs> I'm gonna keep doing that. I want her to shout listen to this to podcast. <laughs> um, reinsurance. Uh, her love language is words, of affirmation, and physical touch. Mm-hmm. I don't sometimes like being touched, and I'm not really a talker. Right. So it's like, man, like Learning that's yeah. Thing. You asking a lot out of me right now. Right. And some people be like, that's a bare minimum. So. Um, me as a man trying to make things work, I'm like, fuck it, I just gotta I'm gonna get to do it. Yeah. yeah. So she want reassurance. I'm gonna make sure I send them good morning. I ain't gonna say queen because that's cheesy, but good morning, beautiful, with a, a genuine message, not nothing I copied and pasted. Right. Or, you know, when I'm thinking about her, just let her know you're thinking about her. It it ain't nothing to send a text. That's all we doing anyway. But shout out and to FaceTime. This shit is amazing. So I was just talking to my mom about that. Cause I was trying to get her to understand. Cause she wanted to know like how small things like that are huge for me and I had to let her know I always grew up in a house where it was always told if it ain't being done it don't want to be done like that's literally how I was raised yeah and to a certain extent I do agree there but I also agree I mean agree I also know that some people don't know no better like some people don't know that because that's not what they do naturally it's not something that they do so they're being taught or they're being told by that person that they're interested in that that's what they need and I love you or like you enough to actually adjust and do that. So I was trying to get her to understand not everything that you think a person should know off rip is going to be done. She was one of them people. She wasn't emotional. So oh, yeah. she she's emotional to a sense where she keeps it in check. Like for her, outward emotions is it's like um not some it's in progress, not something you do. And she met my dad who is like, nah. We cry around this motherfucker. Okay? Oh, we gonna talk we, we about gonna it. We talk about me? it over here. <laughs> we gonna sit down and we gonna look at each other and talk about. She wasn't that person. She wasn't raised that way, so she had to be taught. Okay, when I'm upset, <laughs> I actually say I'm upset. <laughs> like she had to learn. Oh uh, yeah, that's good. To say that, and so I try to get her to understand. For me, it was not having somebody to be like, "Oh, that's what you wanted me to do. Why you ain't just say that? Like, that's just what you wanted me to do. Why you ain't just yeah, say that? Yeah, but like, that's like a. Uh, that's just going to say that everybody raised different or, you know, everybody feelings is different. Not everybody know how to deal with them or communicate them. Or uh, so you, to some things that yeah. Be. So that's just you. You just got to learn your partner and weird. adapt to your partner. I was with a lot of emotionally manipulative people. And even those people don't think they are, but not in a way of, oh, I know. She, I know she's emotional. So I'm going to play on it more. of I know I'm not. So I'm not about to bend to what you want me to do. Oh, yeah. So for me. I'm now with a person that's like, you felt bad? Why you ain't, Why you ain't saying nothing? just saying you felt bad? Yeah. And for me to be like, coming from a person that was like, oh, I feel bad. I don't give a fuck that you feel bad. Like, for it to be a negative response, I now oh, yeah. connotate saying how I feel to be getting backlash. Well, you so got to watch that, trying. too. Because if... Uh, Say like if nine of my my friend uh girlfriend if uh, <laughs> yeah I have to correct that um if she feeling bad sometimes she shuts down and me that what I've developed into at first I used to be like ah oh, you shut down what shit you'll talk about it later mm-hmm. I'll be like because of the shit that I've dealt with I'll be like nah let's talk about it right now right here I don't want this to lag on but that's not who she is and she when she started yeah she needs that time that space. 
And when she told me about that, she's like, hey, you was pressuring me to talk. I ain't want to talk right now. But you know what I'm saying? It's just it's it's an ongoing process. You have to learn your partner. I've been I said that like three times. Yes, you, you do. To you make do. things work, you have to learn your partner. And learn what they've dealt with. And I yeah. try sometimes and I have to kind of put myself in a little bit of a space where I have to be like, okay, you're not in harm's way. Like I have to literally yeah, you have to feel mind, safe. Yeah. You're not in that space anymore. Like we just recently had a conversation um about me feeling like that person was just up and go. Like up and go. Because that has been my thing. Like up and go thing. Like I was there for certain people as a bookmark to be like, okay, I need to heal from this person, but this is actually who I want, so I need something to do in the meantime. That was uh, who I was. Yeah. For a couple of people. And I realized I wasn't the only woman who's been there. Or there's men that also... I would say some men deal with that too. Um, And then I had to realize in this situation, I wasn't in that space. Yes, we may be sitting in a weird zone. Because there's a lot of gray area in relationships that people don't like to admit to. We can always say what's black and white and what shouldn't be done. Yeah. But until you sit in it, until you realize who you sitting in it with, you actually allow other things that you swore up and down. <laughs> you and would I don't never mean let happen to before you. y'all yeah. go there. I don't mean cheating. I mean stuff like, dang, we we not about to put something on this. We not. But you know that the emotions and the feelings yeah. and what y'all still doing, uh, the connection never left. It's just the timing and all of that. Some things are different than what you said. Oh, I would never let no motherfucker do that to me. But yet yeah. still, you sitting in that pocket. I mean, I've been growing. I've been learning that that gray area, that motherfucker, is dark. it exists. It exists, and man. And it ain't going uh, nowhere. It, and it's something that's always going to keep popping up in that gray area. Uh, Love sits in the gray area. I don't think people know that. It's sits. You're going to have times where you either sitting on Sacrifices or Sacrifices and shit. Like, but you are in gray most of the time. Yeah. And so people don't understand that. So with me learning, I had to also learn I'm with somebody that's going to make sure I'm still safe. Even in the midst of that gray area. I hadn't been there. So to somebody else, that's bare minimum for them. For me, it's, it's a learning thing. So I'm yeah. I've yeah. never sat in that gray area with nobody. I've never had to re-put my boundaries down and been safe with knowing that that person would be like, that's what we need right now. Cool. Let me adjust. I sat in the gray area one time. It was fun. The gray area was fun until I got older. Like in college, it was a lot of gray areas. Fuck that. Like I ain't even gonna sit here and act like it wasn't. In college, it's a lot of gray areas. But it's up to you to just mature and realize, like, all right, what are we doing here? Like, is we yeah. gonna do this or that? Like, life's about choices, and you mm-hmm. gotta make them up. And you have to agree. And when I say this, I need y'all to hear me. And I'm, I'm specifically talking to the women. Because we um, we can sit on social media and act tough. And say what we will or what I do. And say that we have an iron fist. But I know that not to be true. Because we are still women. I don't care how hard you are, sis, on the timeline. I don't care how many times you can say a nigga never would you. It may happen. <laughs> and you still going to be butthurt about it. You may climb up and you know bounce back a little bit sooner than the next woman but what I'm saying is agree to everything on both sides don't let nobody sit you down and be like okay well I don't want commitment right now but I want to keep it ongoing but you know that's what you like or you don't like commitment and somebody like you only gonna deal with me for commitment if that's not what you like you sit down and you adjust and y'all come to a term that y'all both agreed on wholeheartedly and is okay with that's when shit get that's when shit go left when people agree on something that they know they don't want, that's when everything goes bad. And 
I was, I'm in that gray area. I had to be like, all right, look, so <laughs> what you about to get out of this? Like, I literally had to <laughs> ask myself, like, before you agree to this gray area, what the hell are you about to get out it's of this? There's some benefits like, in the gray area. There's some negatives in that motherfucker, too. It's a lot of negatives. Uh, so, like, man, and then when you, like, when you one of them couples that, like, we ain't. We ain't all lovey-dovey with each other. Like, you can go out with your friends. I go out with my friends, but we know where we stand. And y'all be drinking, just having a good old time. Just like, y'all ain't talking about shit. Y'all just kind of coexisting. Man, that gray area just going to keep fucking growing. Keep growing. Or the gray area that works for me is the one where, to everybody else, it don't make sense, right? Yeah. And most times, it's not going to make sense. But the gray area when it works for me is when we know in our gray area it's working. The people, Man. everybody else knows about our gray area, know what's going on, but they know to still respect the fact what to do and what not to do. It's still a unit, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's yeah, the gray area sure. that I'd be like, all right, cool. Hey, so yeah, you shouldn't let everybody important know. <laughs> no, nah, we ain't doing the damn thing, but we still doing the damn thing. Like, yeah. let's be clear. When both sides are like that, that's when the gray area becomes okay. Love is complicated. Not, yeah, yeah, bitch. What you doing? What you mean you allow him to let you sit in a situation like that? You know, damn, where you ain't like that's when the gray area you'd be like, hold on, what are you doing? Like, and that's when the gray area becomes a divorce or a breakup, but uh, and, and it needs to be, yeah, yeah, yeah that's sure. they, they, that gray area don't need to be gray no more, baby. That needs to go back to black and white, but you know, I'm a man, it's sometimes the uh, the men be in the gray area. Trying to make it a positive area, you know, make it onto the positive side, but the women be holding them back. What, what, like, why what do women mean? do that? Like, um, it's men that want to be in relationship, want to help you heal, want to, you know, just be that man for you, but like, women push them away. Now, for that, I really can't speak too deep on because that is a great question. I really want to know why we do that as well. Um, I've been there where somebody wanted to like be everything for me. But in my situation, I was fucking 16. So having somebody 19 being like, hey, look, you with a knucklehead. Let me tell you what needs to be done. I'm like, hold the fuck. Wait. Stop. Pause. <laughs> I'm over here still watching Twilight. What the hell are you talking about? Like, I'm having yeah. fun, sir. I am 16. Relax. Right. Like, I'm trying to live. I'm like, just let me living. Be. You trying to propose and have a whole family. I'm not ready for that. I, this, I am not a part of that tribe that's trying to get married young, love. Like, that was really my thing. So, I don't know why women do it now. But for me... um, I don't know. I haven't been on that side of the gray area. I've always been on the, it's not the right time for my other person. Like, it's just not, it's not the right time. Time, huh? Time is everything. Time, time is of the in the situation. Like, inside of my situation is beautiful on both ends. Situations are not. And that's when it gets, that's when the gray area gets, it's a necessary thing because okay. you're not really getting the full benefits of being in a relationship when that situation ain't looking right, when that timing is wrong. Both people deserve to be loved passionately, loudly. And you know, as as a man, when we say love passionately and loudly, that's still doing activity, that's still going out, that's still being... Oh, active. yeah, shout out to date night. Like, you got to have that. Like, I believe be in date night. Yeah. And 2020 has put us all in different financial situations. All of us have yeah. been in one financial situation or another, so some people are cutting back on relationships. Some people are trying to pick up the pieces of what COVID broke. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that makes it harder on relationships. So. But 
in my eyes, I feel like COVID and the quarantine and shit like that, like that should have made your bond and your that's the thing, that's your what relationship I'm saying. a little stronger. Bond is, the bond is like, great. <laughs> y'all ain't have to be quarantined great. in the same house, but the fact that y'all are now actually talking to each mm-hmm. other, communicating what you and it ain't what you doing every fifteen minutes yeah. or is get off the game and let me like you understand why that person plays the game or you understand why she needs her personal time, you know, reading a book with her yeah. bonnet on and shit like that. Like that's you understand it. Where I feel like for me. I was able to see that routine, that bond, and that mesh of like two, yeah. two people kind of come about, but the situation still ain't pretty. The situation still it be like that sometimes. Ain't pretty, and it's not taken away from what we have. That's that's why I'm in the gray area. It's more of a situation ain't cute, bond is cute, situation ain't cute. <laughs> I don't like it. So yeah. that's so what's where. A, uh... What's a bare minimum that you just kind of won't deal with at all? The effort. Effort, yeah. For me, that's always been a thing. The effort has always been a thing. It's never been matched. It's never been matched. Oh, matching energies, huh? No, just matching effort. uh Like, energy's been matched. Like, passion for passion. I didn't been met with all of that. But the effort behind it was lackluster. Like, yeah, you can meet me there on a passion level, but... You still wasn't on it like I was. Like, you still wasn't, like, making sure I was being seen all the time. You wasn't reaching out type of thing. I guess you can't mm-hmm. say matching energies, but it never was on that same level of reciprocation for me. So now, when you're doing little efforts, like making sure you at least call once a day, I see what you're doing. I'm not really feeling it. Like, I'm usually good with that one. What you mean? You only had time to call me twice. That don't make sense. And I know when you have, especially if I know the type of person you are, your phone is always in your hand, and you only call me twice, and then send one text message throughout the whole day, to somebody else that's, oh, but he tried. No, mm-mm, I know this oh, person. Oh, he tried. Oh, this, here we this go with that. been in their hand all day. Oh, yeah, even, iPhone a fashion statement. You don't even put it in your pocket. It, you it's in your hand. You can't take two minutes to be like, hey, I know I, mean, I, know I haven't really said much today. I've been busy. But what you doing? Like, that, them two-minute conversations, if, if it's a dope person, you don't even realize they short. You be like, damn, I spoke to you today. Like, yeah. you checking up on me throughout your day, cool. Or I'm telling you, I got this, this, that time free. I got this, this, and that day free. I don't even give a damn if it's 30 minutes. You making sure you see Talk to face. me, yeah. When you give that whole, uh, all right, I'm going to drive by, pull up on the curb and talk to you for two minutes, and now you want to call that effort, that's not effort, babe. That's definitely you doing enough to keep your foot in my hand. That's <laughs> where minimum. So, yeah, my, my bare minimum is, uh, you're right, communication. Like, uh, if you can go a whole 24 without talking to me, like, that's, oh, that's an issue. An issue. Oh, that's an issue. That is an issue. Like, Somebody else got your attention, in my opinion. Like, niggas work at warehouses and still communicate. I ain't trying to hear you when I was just super busy for 24 hours. Yeah. Fuck, now. Nah, before you got in the shower, you could have said something. Mm-hmm. Uh, you cooking on your way home, in between. You not just not finna fucking talk to me. Like, yeah. I don't that like that. Is Definitely. Yeah. Like, and then I think the other thing is, like, the whole pick me thing on Twitter be funny as hell. Instagram, too. But I don't think people know there's different ways people like to be loved on. And I'm going to bring up love language because it's important. It's an important oh, yeah. thing because this is where the waves go wrong. This is where you this is where you shoot yourself in the foot if you try to make a wave. 
be a part of your relationship and that's not your style. So one woman can tell you it's bare minimum for you to buy her gifts because she used to getting that shit. That's her love language. And she tell you, oh, girl, he bought you a necklace. That's bare minimum. The, the, the bar is in hell, sis. When you don't know that my good sis like for somebody to take the trash out, change her lights. Fix her, fix her garbage yeah. disposal. Change her tire. Yeah. That's her big ass ones. To her, them big. So that little necklace that you just said was very minimum was huge in her book because that's not even the way she liked to be loved on. She liked for you to be around this bitch doing acts of service, and you too busy talking about the way you like to be loved on. That's your bare minimum. I think people need to understand bare minimums are sometimes personal. Yeah, they are. Uh, they are, man. I just tapped into this uh, love language shit. Shout out to Nine Elaine again. Baby, uh, he gonna let you know. Hey, her, I hope you her YouTube up. is Elaine Inspired, and she plug just got started. Shout out to her. Uh, she put me on to all of this whole little new mindset that I got, and plus reading a couple of these books. But my my love language is quality time. Like I like that shit. Like we could just be sitting there. Like we ain't gotta be all hugged up, but like we could be on opposite ends of the couch. You can look at me and I can look at you. You can be reading, playing. You could be playing the game. I could be doing anything. But as long as we spend the time together, I like that shit. And then acts of service, like you said. Like, if I'm busy, yeah, if I'm busy doing something, and you just like, hey, like, look, I went and watched the car. I knew you had that on your list and shit like that. Like, oh, I appreciate you. Yeah. Little shit like that means a lot. Like, that's me. That's going to be my reaction. Like, I've done that. I came back. And something was done, and I was like, oh, I need to get this done. I need to get this done. And yeah. then they come back and be like, what the hell? And it's been done for me. I'm like, oh, you did that? Because in my opinion, Man, it's like, like this took the really time out that. of your 24 hours to help me out. Right. Like, somebody else would be like, bitch, really? Is that what you I mean, that, that's, that's what you care about? That's, no, man, that shit major, you know, for real. It's loud to me. may not be loud to you. Yeah, that shit Your real. gift coming wrapped up, sitting in your lap, that's your big-ass moment. That's your, oh, you did that for me? That's not my idea, that for me. And see that's me, not, like... Oh, that's nice, but it's not like, oh. I think love, I think it's more than just the, the book definition of love languages because, mm-hmm. like, of course, like, Nina, she like words of affirmation and stuff, but, like, I'm a gift giver, and I can care less for receiving gifts. That's me. And that that's important. I don't know what she told you about this. I'm pretty sure she did. She told you about love languages. She had to tell you how you actually push off. Like, some people have a different love language to what they like to receive, and then they do a different one to give. Like for me, I love I love um, acts of service and what else I like words of affirmation. Those are my yeah. top two. However, showcasing my love though. Oh yeah, I got showcase. What should I yeah. say? I am sugar mama. I'm over here buying gifts. Do you hear me? <laughs> I don't care how nobody view me. I'm I'm buying shit. I'm be like, oh, we talked about that. He don't like that. Let me grab it. That's because I know I'm not only am I listening. I'm showing you that I'm listening. I show you that I care about your interest. I'm about to give you a gift, especially if I know you talked about it. That's just me. And then I also like physical touch. That's how I give my love. But I don't accept it that way. So if somebody do bring me a gift, I'm like, oh, that's nice. Mommy, appreciate it. I appreciate it. And I'm going to use it with a business. Oh, that's yeah, for it. sure. But, but like, I yeah. come home and you tweak the damn lamp that's been sitting crooked for, th- I can't seem to get hey. this. Tell me about oh, I'm about it, to lose my shit. I'm about to be like, would you like to talk about that? Like, it's like somebody going to be sitting there like, wait a minute. You about to get on your knees. Damn right. I'm about to hey. eat. 
He cooked for me. Do y'all understand? I know I had to cook tonight. But this nigga got up <laughs> and put the goddamn pan on the stove. That shit Which way you, would you or like me to be another act of service tonight? that I like? When I say I'm a cook, but I feel like I'm sometimes I think I'm Superman. I ain't gonna lie to you. I think all men got this complex mm-hmm. that they think they Superman. They be needing a little help, but they never ask. Like if I'm making pasta, something especially from scratch. And I leave because it's just too much going on. I got to go wash my hands or turn my back to do something. And you stir that little bitty ass pasta so it don't stick for me. So this dinner can be immaculate for yes. us. That shit cold. See what I'm saying? Little the stuff like that. be personal because as another person who likes acts of service, I'm agreeing with you. Yo, man, I'm Y'all don't understand. They stuff. hit different. Like that little <laughs> shit. Hit different. Like, I'm sorry. Me getting in my car, like, this may be bare minimum across the board, but I still appreciate these things. Me getting in my car, and you be like, oh, you peeped in my tank was getting a little off? Like, to somebody else, that's like bare minimum. To me, it may still be bare minimum, but that's allowed because you paid attention to something yeah, that, sure, I need, sure. that I needed. Like, that's something big for me. But yes, I'm I'm sugar mama, y'all. I don't care how y'all call me. <laughs> My baby getting getting spoiled. Another bird minimum for me, just me as a man and just how I like to treat my lady, um, is making sure she got like her nails and feet, you know, her like her herself together, her self care. So like it ain't necessarily about sending her money, but make sure you like pay attention to her nails or something like like, oh them shit's cute, you know, all one chipped her, go get that fixed. Mm-hmm. Or you know what I'm saying, making sure her oh, she I did her her on her own. Like, hey, like you sure you want to wear your bonnet out? You sure you want to wrap it up today? I think you should lay it down. Or I think you should do this with your hair. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Like, I like that little stuff. So, okay. yeah, I keep, mean, keep I think well as women, I think we appreciate that the most. I think that's why a lot of women be saying stuff about money and a provider. I think we... But see, it don't, don't be matter. about the money. Like, it just be like, make sure she together. Right. What I'm yeah. saying is, though, like, from a woman, though, I think that's how that whole thing of, like, do you spend that money? I think that whole thing of that got spitballed into do you pay my bills now? Oh, uh, yeah, that shit. I different. think that took a turn. I saw that growing up. My daddy used to hand my mama money like, what you about to go take care of for the day? You about to get your hair done? Cool. You about to go get the kids something? Cool. Yeah, yeah, something like, you go, go do get that. yourself something. I know you about to go buy the kids clothes. But, but make sure you get you something. So yeah. You get you and that's something. how I was raised too. That's why I think that's why I'm like it so tenfold. Like, yeah. Here, make sure you take care of you at the end of the and day. And that's how I give to people when I say I'm a sugar mama. That's me because I watch that going back and forth. Yeah. My mama definitely looked out for my daddy and be like, oh, you need that suit for tonight? I know you got it over here. Like, I know you got <laughs> the money for it. But take this because I want to contribute to what you do And that shit me. major, bro. That shit major. And I think that spitballed into something that should have never spitballed. Because I'm going to lie. You, I'm not going to lie. You bitches are weird. Yeah, I see. <laughs> Call me a pick me. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you bitches are weird. And I'm saying, and I'm, I shouldn't say that because I know how bitches come across, but you women are odd. And I'm telling you this now from a woman. I ain't not never finna watch my brother collect no bills to have dinner with no female. I'm sorry. I'm going to look at that nigga and go, are you about to do what, nigga? Yeah, yeah, that shit. Is that, that your is woman, nigga? And I'm going to literally ask him like that with a tone, is that your woman? And when he tells me no, put your fucking money up. And I'm just going to say it oh, just yeah, nah, like that, that y'all were. Um, I, I look at that shit to take it with a grain of salt, man. I don't let that shit judge, cloud my judgment on what and that's a relationship good. should be. That's good. Because uh, the men who getting caught up doing that, y'all are really causing a problem. Like, I'm sorry. 
Yes, sweetie. Man, that man should be helping you time. out. I, but I want I want this to be heard. That man should be helping you out. He should be doing something, especially if he laying you down on a regular basis. I'm not. I don't want nobody to get that misconstrued. But for you to be three days in asking a nigga to pay a fucking bill, sweetie. <clears throat> You better off asking your nails to be done and leaving it just at that. That's where that we. That's where that should have been left. And we, I think, as women, we took that as a turn. And the niggas who was like, "Well, shit, if that's the new requirement, I got it. I, I ain't really wasting no money because I got it like that." Yeah, you, and it y'all sucks. started to make, make um, a problem. Because now it's average. I'm not saying like average like that, but now these men, we have to. I think women have to admit we not dating men bringing in millions. It's some regular niggas out here. And y'all love, y'all love like being in the, in retweets and conversations with these women who are catching ballers, who are catching these niggas with money. But most of us ladies, your nigga pulling in 45,000 a year. If that he cannot, he working, doing what he got to do. <laughs> Listen, he cannot. Yeah. Come sweep you off your your feet like homegirl you retweeting who nigga bringing in two hundred thousand a year because he's balling. That's it's not the same. We gonna talk about it. I ain't gonna count with you. (laughs) So them niggas that's balling, they wasting fucking money. Like come on, bro. Like niggas going to roof Chris, which ain't even that fucking good. Uh, I was just talking about another steak lover. You going to all of these places and he tricking off all of this money. Bro, what you gonna do when you go broke? You get laid off or that company go bankrupt? You still gonna eat all of that root Chris shit? You think that girl gonna be with you and all of that shit? Yeah, that shit good for the time being, but set yeah, set a normal standard and then you know add a little razzle dazzle in there. Ain't nothing wrong with going to Fifty Fourth Street, getting a motherfucking munchie sampler. Then you get the steak and shit like that because it's just as good. If not, you know what I'm saying on a regular date night, and then every other week, every other month, you know, add that razzle dazzle in there. Do what you can fucking afford, right? Because some niggas be doing that shit, splurging, and then at the end of the day, in the night or in the shower, be like, "Damn, I really spent that much money." And ladies, know your situation. Like what? Number one, stop and know doing who that you shit. Are. Y'all and torturing I, and I'm yourselves. Gonna say, I'm gonna say it like this: If you got, if you that type of girl that don't need glitz and glamour, but it's appreciated. Stay that way. Don't let that woman in your group that you know is accustomed to glitz and glamour. Don't let her mess your mind up to get you out here doing moves like that if that's not even who you are. You are going to look at yourself a little differently. It's okay to be like, oh, damn, niggas really do be out here helping out. That's one thing. But to expect, again, somebody who's pulling in 50000 a year to go take you on shopping sprees, to put you on jets, to fly you out on vacation after vacation... It ain't going to happen. So Stop y'all be pissing yourself off talking about a man saying he ain't no good when you're not even assessing your situation. Baby, you're dating somebody that's bringing in breadcrumbs. Come down to his level. Like, I'm sorry. Don't be, meet okay. him in a, or meet him in the middle. Yeah, it's okay to help. Don't let these social medias tell you. You helping that nigga? Yes, that's your, that's your man. And ain't nothing that's, wrong that's what with you want to fellas. Do. Ain't no wrong with telling a woman like, "I right, let me fly you out, do this and that." But like, once you fly her out, I right, make sure she at least put in on a hotel or she put in on a rental or something. But even well, then, you can take I'm, you can I'm, take her all of that stuff too. A bit now, you you told me you about to treat me to a trip. He can treat you to the trip. <laughs> you about to but treat me with don't a trip. let that man come on. If now, that I'm man not going broke on that trip, pocket on everything. I may be like, you know what? 
drinks on me. We at this bar, cool, drinks on me. I ain't no big deal, drinks on me. Or we go out and have a good time, and it's a new adventure after another. You paid for the go-karts and meal last night. We kicking it. It's a vibe. I got it today. Like, I understand that point. Yeah. But paying for my room, eh, that was your job. Uh, that was <laughs> that your, was your so job. he got to pay for, he has to pay for the flight and the room? I feel I mean, like you can pay for my flight there and back. Yeah. Yes, you can pay for the room. I'm not asking you to come out of pocket on everything. But if you ask me to come out on this trip and said you was going to make the leeway for me to get here, Heidi, I'm sorry. I am putting it on your lap. Now, the way I was raised, I ain't area. coming down. No, nah, not at all. I'm not coming down empty-handed. I think that's where some of these women fuck up at. You and I was going to say, that's leave. the gray area that we need to talk about. Yeah. Just because he said he going to fly you out and he going to take care of the hotel. They come down there empty-handed like, whoa, I said I was going to do these two things. You know what I'm saying? I took yeah. care of that. Or, now you, yeah. or if you are the type of guy that, you know, you like the vibe online. Y'all talk. Y'all had these FaceTimes. Y'all text and all of it. And she comes and y'all get into... Being a person, the vibe still ain't the same. Not saying that men are all greedy like this, but it's some niggas that's like, hey, this wasn't what I thought it was going to be at all. You got it from here on out. Like, Ooh. like I've seen situations Ooh. like that play out on social media and girls literally are not having no money to get home. You trapped. And we see this with a lot of girls that go see rappers. You're trapped now because... <laughs> You either didn't put out or you wasn't the vibe that they thought they was about to get. So now you going down here empty handed and now Damn. and now that's a topic of conversation across the board with women. But when it's a man that actually you know, y'all didn't talk for a minute, y'all know the vibes. You know it's gonna be cool when y'all get in person. And you do tell me you setting me up on a trip. I am expecting them two things. I'm not expecting you to come out on everything, but my room and way to get there. Oh, oh yeah, that's taking care of. Yeah, definitely. But I'm um, gonna have me some money in my pocket. I'm not never going nowhere. This even for a day. I don't know who mama ain't teaching y'all. You never go nowhere empty handed, baby. You, you never know how she gonna subject. find out. Knowing the vibes, like um, getting flown out and getting stuck because the vibe don't add up. Stop faking yourselves on please. the internet. Stop, <laughs> stop trying please, to create please, these please, conversations please. that really ain't you. Like please. you're trying to have these old deep walk in the park ass conversations via text and all of that, and that ain't you in person. You still stop that. Nervous. On me, like stop if you that. shy and like be shy all across the board with me. Me, I'm motor mouth Jasmine. Okay, what you see is what you get. I'm talking <laughs> your girl off over the phone, and I'm about to talk your girl oh, when I get to you. I'm more or less a listener, but. If I'm really into you and I like the conversation, you're gonna be like, damn, he really opened up to me. Like, right. yeah, like But that's something that she can now look forward to. She knew me. that she was gonna be a little reserved, but now that you're comfortable, you just saw the vibe in person, she getting a little bit more. That's different. But when y'all come down and you already know nine times out of ten what's about to go down, and I don't even mean like with sleeping or nothing, you know that he about to try to take you out for dinner, he about to try to like impress and do all this other stuff and you come with a little bit of an energy that you didn't give him at first. And like I said, not all men are built like this. Some men be like, you know what? That's a toss up. I lost some money there, but we're going to end it out the right way. Right. The yeah. that. You don't meet a whole, uh, everybody. Mama didn't raise them to be right <laughs> now. And you got some things that's like, all right, that didn't go the way I expected it to. You on your own. Y'all be getting yourself stuck in them situations when you ain't got no backup plan. Let a motherfucker do that to me. I still got a way home, baby. I still have a way home. I'm still going to pay for this. I ain't going to be looking at people like, he. the bill is what? Like, I'm not never. I'm going to ask you 
how I'm flying, where I'm staying at. And I might I even be like, why you, why you want me to stay there? That's that's a lot. Like me, I will be like, ooh, that that's a lot. You sure you want to do that? Like I'm one of them people. <laughs> you sure you, sure you, you want to do, do that? that? <laughs> like I do it for me, but are you sure that you want to do that? And if you yeah. like, nah, I'm like, okay, cool. Tell me what you want to do because I would be like, oh, okay, that's in my bag. Like I don't think all women do that. And talk about the trip also, like. If y'all are about to take a trip and shit like that, talk about what y'all want to do and all of that shit. Don't come in with assumptions. And that's the one thing I can say. I have not taken a vacation with nobody. I want to take a vacation in the situation that I'm in because we both traveled. Like, I haven't... Like, I've been with people who have traveled, but, like, not travel in a sense of vacation. I've had Mm -hmm. people who travel just to go see family and it actually... They need to be down there to see their family. Like, it was more of a... My pop's down there to go see them. Nah, this person actually traveled as much as I have. Like, I have a family who road trips is a thing. So now that's a part of my requirement because I know my family finna do a road trip. And not for nothing. My yeah. people finna be like, do your person want to come on this trip with us? I need to know how you are while we're traveling. Just me and you before I go with my whole family. So that's that's how I feel too. That's why I definitely invite my significant other out to a trip. Just to see how they are in all elements, like mm-hmm. out of town, drunk, or all that. Like I, I want to see it all. I'm, a, of course, I'm indulging activities too. Right. But I feel like that's part of getting to know one another. Yeah. That's stuff that people like, don't road do. Road trip no more. is definitely on my agenda in my situation. Um, my birthday is coming up. My 25th is coming up. I really want to go. To turn Nola. up, turn up. So, and I've never been to Nola, so that's that's where I'm trying to go. I'm trying to get up out of here. I did not travel for a whole year. That's not like me. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, if my if my family would even go like on like the little two hour trips. Like we'll just go to like little random spots in the oh, yeah. parameter of Missouri. The Ozark trips, be yeah. yeah. And we do that all the time. So for me not to go do nothing, for me not to even have a weekend trip, I, oh, yeah. I'm, I don't feel normal because <laughs> that's it's usually a weekend trip somewhere in my agenda, like somewhere, and not being able to do that. So I'm ready to get back out here. So hopefully this vaccine makes that possible. But yeah, I think I think just people need to. I think the topic of today, a lot of it reflected. We need to get off social media, bro. It's a lot of things. We or take a need break to from get it. Off of there, like some of the conversations. I'm mainly a Twitter person, so some of the conversations that is had on Twitter is things that need to be said. Like lately, minimum wage been a conversation. That's a beautiful conversation for us to debate on. Beautiful a, conversation. That's a sticky conversation to debate on too. It is. So it's going to cause some yeah. arguments. But the co- I've seen us talk about the culture, the verses, and all this stuff. Being on Black Twitter is fun. It's like a fat-ass family. It but is. But when we get to sitting there and making and molding and mapping our relationships based off this shit, it's where you lose me. Yeah, some shit. And that's why I just go with some shit don't belong on the internet. Like, oh. relationship shit don't. But everything else can be like... Be proud of, you know, you bought a new car. You can show that shit off. That ain't flexing. You work for that shit. But you you bought this car for your girl and now you finna take it back. You ain't got to flaunt that shit on the web. If oh, my God. Yeah, I'm if so you ain't working you out that. and shit like that, like, just take the car back inside. Huh. Or even let her have it. Like, bro, you ain't got to flash this shit back. I'm so glad you said that. This, this probably should have been in my check-in update because this is just fucking hilarious. There was a young man who got his, his the mother of his child a oh, lavish ass push gifts. Yeah, I think he got her Fendi, Louis Vuitton, Gucci, Coach, oh, yeah. Coach Chanel, all of it. Got her everything on the design. This the motherfucker, and I'm sorry, I have no sympathy for him. This motherfucker then goes on and be like, y'all, 
that kid probably ain't even mine. This woman is now opened up to all this hatred from men and women. Just bashing her, man. Bashing her and her baby. And the baby. And talking the baby about the skin tones little, nah. and all that. No, nah, baby. I'm as, I'm as light as all get out. And my daddy is yeah. as dark I feel victim to like, jacket. damn, that ain't his baby. <laughs> that baby light as hell. But then when I learned the story, I'm like, man, he he's sick in the head for that shit. Sick. And what makes the story sick is because he then comes back online and goes... Y'all, that is my baby. Y'all stupid for believing the internet. This was just an experiment. No, bitch. No, 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 no. You realized what you was doing. She called you out on your shit. You watched her get nasty ass things be said to her. And you had to come clean this shit up. Like, y'all have got to quit putting yourselves out there. Y'all family and loved ones out there for the sake of a retweet, bro. It's never, it's never that deep. And I know it's kind of easier said than done. When we in a stage of social media that's creating celebrities out of nobodies, like nobodies, like we talking about people who came up on this bitch making jokes and kikis and hahas now making yeah. making that yeah. money. Like I get it, people life changing behind social media. We've seen rappers who are pretty much ass be put on behind social medias. We didn't see people, significant others, become celebrities in their own right behind social media. Like. I get it, but it's it's really never that deep. Yeah, we making apps way more deeper than what they are, and that's just that's outrageous. But those was all good topics. I think I enjoyed talking about all those things. It's really fun when I have a man around to bounce that off of too. <laughs> oh, yeah. So again, y'all men can come on the locker room with me. It don't always have to be me setting up shows with women now. Like it may be called girls locker room, but it's definitely I'm like in crime mode. We need to, we need to get back <laughs> oh, back to the locker room. Needs to come up here. Um, I can't put a drink in front of him, unfortunately, when he do get in the locker room. No, nah, we gonna that's a that's another one we need to have. So me and Mo working on a podcast currently. Uh, it's called Drunk Table Talk. Um, you know how Jada got Red Table Talk. But you know, drunk man tells no tales. So we, you know, it's a shot to enter. We're gonna do our topic, and you're gonna slow sip or however you feel. Usually, when I have a guest, I do have drinks around so they can get a little lubricated. But not everybody needs that. I'm saying we don't need that. But (laughs) that's just another little thing to be on the lookout for. But yeah, so um, now I just want to go ahead and head into my jam session. I don't have new music that I have been listening to. I've been pretty much obsessed with like other music, like older stuff that's already came out. Um, like right now, I'm obsessed with Scissors Good Days. I know I spoke about this when Sherelle was on the show. I had somebody by the name of Sherelle that was on the show. We talked about that. And I am literally obsessed. Um, I'm obsessed because Scissors usually drops an amazing single before she drops a project. And so for her to drop this single, then go ahead and pretty much. Um, confirm the rumors that she has a project coming out I'm like alright cause Control still Control is still spinning and I, I think that was a beautiful album because men were also listening to Scissor's Control album something funny I seen a tweet of my homeboy he said I'm gonna give Scissor Control album a spin one more time one more time and it's, what is it 2021? yeah it's 2021 I just downloaded it this morning I only listen to like four tracks, no skips. I listen to all four of them. She's talented. Yeah, cold. Cold with her shit. And I, I, I don't think she realized that 
But I think you got to kind of attest how cold she is for who she signed to. For her to be signed to TE, you know, she on a different level of talent. Like, yeah. Punch ain't signing just anybody. Like, you got to understand. Punch don't sign just anybody. Dot don't sign just yeah. anybody. Like We waiting on music from him, too. Yeah, he coming. I feel like, he, I feel like when an artist go hiding like that, they got something yeah. coming. And it's going to be something crazy. Like, not everybody going to feel it, but it's going to be something for his fans to be like, all right, it's crazy. But SZA is really, really fucking talented. Like like we just said, it's 2021. She dropped that in 18. Still being spent. Still being spun around. And I am obsessed with Good Days. It sounds amazing. Um, you can tell she go on trips before she creates oh, yeah. some of her songs. You can definitely tell. she She's very vocal about her use of shrooms. Um... But she uses that in her musical process, and you can definitely tell. And my thing is, great. Uh, be great. She do it responsibly. You yeah, know, definitely. She ain't, she ain't overdosing. She just trying to unlock some potential with her music. And it, I mean, hey. And she always says when she does it on her trips, it's people that she trusts around her. That if she goes too far, they gonna stop her. Come back. Yeah. And so that's good. So don't take this as me saying, go do drugs to be talented. It's not what I'm saying at all. I just know that SZA usually does that when she's about to go create. And her create, her creation brought good days and hit different. Hit different was crazy in itself. Her and Todd being on anything is going to be a hit. So that was a smash for me. But good days is different. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to hearing, hearing that. Jasmine Sullivan dropped Hotels, and I have not finished it, but it's getting a lot of good love. So, if you haven't heard that, please go listen to Jasmine Sullivan Hotels. Yeah, I know she don't drop projects back to back, so <laughs> go listen to it. Um, before I give you the floor to talk about your music, I think the one song that I can say I listened to a little bit was 34 Plus 35 Remix with Doja Cat and Meg. Yeah, I know it's a stallion. Stan House in the girls' locker room. You a stallion fan? I am definitely a part of the stables. I am not tall enough to be a stallion, but I am a hot girl making sure my stallions are good. I am in the stables, okay? okay yeah, that's cool. I'm making sure at this party that my stallions is well hydrated and some more. I am a part <laughs> she of She said well hydrated. You know what that means? They driving the boat. Driving the boat. Them. You know what I'm saying? I'm a part <laughs> of it. I may not be a stallion in the sense, but I am still a hot girl, period. I am still in the stables. As my cousin Mo would say. So I am in the same boots. But she did a great job. I think people were underestimating her sense of being on pop. I'll agree. I don't really see her as being a pop girl. But that was a beautiful subject matter for her to roll on. Um, if people don't know, Positions is Ariana Grande's newest project in Baby. Ariana is getting broke off some good good. Because most of her songs on this album is sexual in the windows. So, I think it was perfect for her to be on there. Doja hopped on. And I'm not sure how many people listen to Doja. But Doja has a very creative way of being a rapper. She is a pop girl rapper. Like, there's nothing trap about her at all. There's nothing hard about Doja. She don't try to make it that way. She's definitely a pop rapper. However, I associate her with how Nicki is a pop scent sometimes. But you can tell how crazy her flow is and how her word mashup is just dope and you can see that with doja doja may just be pat pop you're not gonna get no trap you're not gonna see her on no song with future pretty much i need i need people to understand that future is not calling doja's people like i need doja on the track like they not doing that girls like ariana and rico and 
Maroon 5 and shit like that. Gucci hopped on the track with her, but it was on her shit. Like, it's not like Gucci calling and being like, Doja, come hop on my album real quick. Like, that's not <laughs> going down. Doja's not doing that. So, but she's still sick with it. Her word flow and all of that is still crazy. She's just different. You, If you're not into the whole pop and alternative type of beat type thing, she's not for you, but Doja really got them skills. So, the mashup between Ariana and Megan, who's already nasty, that's her thing. I need y'all to quit asking her to be anything but that, because that's literally her thing. I don't think we asking, I'm going to interrupt on that comment. I don't think we asking her to be anything but nasty, but like, change it up. Like, we get it. Like, you get hit a lot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You like, mix with a curve. All right, we get it. Talk about some other nasty shit. There's other nasty shit out there. But she do. So I, I think people think I think a lot of people don't go listen to her. Like we hear the singles, but y'all don't open up projects. And when you open up projects is when you realize this girl is actually way more talented than we give her credit for. The she probably is. is and you're right. I don't her open up no projects. Are fucking stupid. I'm it's not a thing that I can't stand crawl Crawford ass. Your whole agenda and your know-how and your knowledge is on the goddamn diamond. So I really hate when he come in in conversations and shit, trying to be an AR and a music person. You're not, my nigga. You are used to hitting home runs. Keep it there. Like I, I just cannot stand him. And so people gotta understand. I don't think people understand how music work. I'm really not trying to go too deep into it. But I really don't think people understand how music work. An artist don't always have creative control. So if they pushing right, out yeah. her nastiest singles, it's because they know that's how she started. I'm not, if they broke, why the fuck am I fixing it? If you're going to keep getting spins because you're being nasty, that's the ones I'm going to push out. Even if your fans know, and your fans sitting here and being like, who the fuck agreed to, to this to be... Who, why is this the single? Like, a lot of us <laughs> who listened to Tina Snow when she came out was hella mad that Big Ol' Freak was the single. Big Ol' Freak? The real girl of that album is Cognac Queen and Freak Nasty. How the fuck did Big Ol' Freak come off as the single? And then you got label heads that's like, we know what's the best. And it was what was the best. It but was. now, that's the blueprint. So now you're hearing shit like Body, which I, when I first heard as a fan, I was like, this is the worst goddamn chorus I didn't ever heard. Why, sis? Why, why is this? Like the verses was there, but the chorus wasn't. And again, y'all heard that and be like, this is the bullshit we're going to push from this artist. <laughs> and then y'all hear some singles like Savage or you hear singles like Captain Hook where she is talking about Biggs with Curry but she got she got a song on that album her first track on that one um, what is it her first track on Sugar is really how she raps she come nasty she got a song on Fever called um, Real Real is how she really raps Y'all heard Crybaby. Like, you hear what I'm saying? It's singles. But if you don't have the interest to go beyond that, if you're not really interested in her as an artist, you're not going to go open up a project. So I understand how the public's like, you got to quit rapping about your pussy, bro. You got to. But then when you know she's not doing that on all her songs, it's like, you know that's what she's not doing. Like, even... Even my person, even my friend had the audacity. It was so shocking when he texted me and showed me uh, one of her songs. It was like, this shit straight up. I know <laughs> because she's that girl. You don't because you don't like listening to her. When she come on, it's, ah, bruh, look. 
I really don't feel like hearing about somebody getting sucked from the back right now. Like, I really don't <laughs> feel like hearing that shit. So, I get it. But that's my obsession. Do you have any pieces of music you've been obsessed with? Anything new you're listening to? Oh. Uh, future, very therapeutic. I don't care what nobody say. He got a song for every mood. Oh. Uh, <laughs> he do, man. And if you think I'm capping, bro, just, just go listen to him. And you will see what I mean. You got Life's Good, Turn On The Lights. Never end to um, March Madness. Like, it's something for every move. I can keep going forever. Um, Wale is Wale is like the GOAT. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Gifted album is, there's no skips on there, man. If you listen to it, you you definitely will be vibed out. Um, my music selection pretty all over the place. How I went from Future to Wale. Uh, we love a person that's multifaceted in their music. Of course, Lil Baby been <laughs> Lil Baby been killing the game, man. Yes, yes. Um, that on me is cold, but I think everybody should listen to everybody. Well, the song "Everybody" by him, <laughs> uh, it's a little better than on me. Mm-hmm. Um, who else is there out there, man? I was listening to Mo Three. He was talented. Mm-hmm. He was cold. I. I it took me a while to get into his music, and I was listening to him before he he died. You know, rest in peace. This um, is the young man in Texas, right? Yeah. Okay. My hype artist is definitely Black Youngster. I just <laughs> uh, definitely my hype artist. Um, I'll be listening to Lil Day's Loaf. Her little first album was cold to me. Mm-hmm. No skips. Mm-hmm. I only listen to albums if they don't got skip. If I skip one song, I don't finish the album. Huh? Uh, I'm that's, kinda, that's a hard. I'm kind of biased. Here. On that, I gotta stop doing that because it be yeah, some good albums some out good there. Yeah, in the music um, world. I think what you're probably used to, and correct me if I'm wrong, but what I think what people are getting used to now is an artist having to hit the mark at all times. That's not yeah, normal. that ain't it. Yeah, that's not normal. <laughs> like, I need that, and that's why I said I gotta that's stop. Um, you got some talented ass people that just don't fit the don't fit the bill of anything needing to be skipped. Yeah, you're right. Oh, and I'm, I'm still right. going through my Apple Music playlist, like my most recently played, uh, Jay-Z Magna Carta. Was That's slept the one on. a lot of people talk about. That that was slept <laughs> on, but I'm also a fan of the story of OJ okay. on the 444. 444 I mean, yeah, was, that was that was Once a good I sat one. down and listened to that, I was like, all right, Jay-Z, okay, I see why you was a problem when you yeah, was Yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah. I see why you was an uh, issue. I think, you know what's crazy? I think what diff- what makes men who rapped at the end of the nineties and like throughout the nineties and then early two thousands, their rap style is different because their men rapped about what they was really doing. Yeah, it was yeah, a drug yeah. dealer who was really pushing during the the crack period. At the end, and was really saying that shit and was really talking about what he was talking about. Biggie was really doing that shit and really talking about what he was talking about. We got rappers now that you know for damn. You ain't busting no damn guns. I mean, but that's what sells. Niggas like that shit. I you guess. have a select a few that really was out. That's really that has bust their gun. That has really been in the streets. Half of y'all don't. like all you littles. All you littles. All you little ones. Y'all ain't all been on the streets. I can tell you that. But day. but you know who created that? And some people will argue up and down. He didn't. Wayne. Little Wayne created that. Like. Wayne well, been rapping since he was 13. When did he have time to do any of this stuff? Baby took him under the wing early. But I think that, he was able to create that picture. Though. Yeah, I think and he so created it damn good. Him. Baby, when he got a fucking red star tattooed on his head. 
bro, you've been in the music industry for years. When did you have time to do this shit? Right. Uh, they man, created like, that picture. The image was created like a motherfucker, and that's that influence that certain again, people get. His rap style is still even different from Jay Z. Jay Z yeah. still got that old school style of a nigga who was in that same predicament as him going, "Hey, that nigga ain't lying. I'm telling you, that nigga is not lying." Like, he, hey, yeah, old heads even be feeling that shit. There like, my daddy will literally sit and listen to Jay Z and be like, "Hey, this nigga cold." This, like. The eighties was really. <laughs> We was really out here wrecking havoc. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, niggas really was out here on that. So, I think I think what makes him so special as an artist is his way of doing that. Like, all the men at that time who was really about this shit. Like, there's a guy. It's so crazy how we keep going off subject. But there's a guy <laughs> um, that will actually, he's from New York. And he tells so much of that backside of music during that time of the criminals who was doing not really criminals let me not say that but the man who was dealing drugs the man who was in as like the person who was called on to wrap shit up but they still rapping like they still oh, yeah. enjoy this is something they enjoy as they pastime but they know they money making is being a gorilla out there in them streets like that is a whole different era and so seeing it from somebody who actually know these people from New York and playing out when you actually look at the situation and be like damn these niggas were straight monsters behind the scenes like that's crazy. That makes the music that much better. Yeah, when you so, understand yeah. it or understand that person, for sure. And I heard that in 444. That was my whole point. That oh, was yeah. a point to that. That little spinoff there. Yeah, that you you can hear how dangerous he more, mostly was during that time period when he first popped. Man, I got a lot of stuff. I'm looking at my playlist. I got all kinds of shit on her. <laughs> 21 Savage's albums don't be that good, but he be having some hits. I got mm-hmm. Lil' Kill on her. I don't know if y'all listen to him. He from St. Louis, East St. One of them motherfuckers. Um, <laughs> Kid Cudi new album was pretty good. Mm-hmm. But I ain't got no R&B. That's what I really need. Some R&B hits. Like, I be trying to I, ask people um, for their R&B selection. Mm-hmm. And it don't necessarily have to be sex songs. It could be songs. Like, I want to relax. R&B not hitting my yeah. head too. And that's probably why I like I just want to relax and clean up sometimes. Oh, God. <laughs> but I, I think the reason why R&B ain't been giving as much love is because it's not, it's not hitting right now. Like, it's not. I can be honest, the girls, nah, really, like when R&B was really hitting, women and men was coming out with some with some pressure, and it's just women right now. A lot of men are not in their R&B bag. So, so, I got a question, because Rye Wave, he's a rapper, but if we listen to his lyrics, that man kind of singing about his pain. But rapping is now the thing to do. I'm, I'm gonna break it down like this, okay? So first of all, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say a little bit of my history. I was raised by a DJ. I was raised by a person who okay, loves so yeah, music. And every love music. Of, he loves it. Like this, this is not something. When he started, this was not something he played about. This was something that he really did. You could tell his passion when he gets talking about um, uh, Grandmaster Flash and all these old head DJs, the people mm-hmm. that put him on and made him want to be where he's sitting at. He will go in this whole dynamic of a conversation. He doesn't have the same love. He feels like music is not the same anymore as what it was. So for me, history of music, beautiful for me. You're talking about a period where it was, I'm going to say it, 
I'm sorry, and I'm saying this with all all the strength in my chest. Black people have created every genre that y'all know. That's not a genre that black people ain't had a hand in first. I'm not. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm saying it fully with my chest. Cause jazz music, I'm gonna tell you like this. Y'all don't know no white jazz musicians. You don't. You know country, but let me tell you something. Country was still a thing from black people. This was something that we did in the plantation. We right. call it plantation music. They call it country. It's the. It's literally something we already was doing. So what I say when I what I mean when you say ride wave is what I'm saying is hip hop is the thing to do. In the 20s, it was a thing to do to be a jazz singer. It was a thing to try to go sing at the Copacabana. It was places like that. That was a thing. From it going to the 20s, and uh, from it going from the 20s and 30s and 40s being blues. Blues was that thing. All the women yeah. wanted a blues artist. We all wanted to be Muddy Waters. We all wanted to be Etta James. They was running shit at that point in time. Then R&B blues started to merge into R&B. You had the Temptations and all of them. Doing their thing. That's the start of the 90s R&B. You see black people transforming these things. Rock started with us with Jimi Hendrix. You don't know who Jimi Hendrix is. That's a problem. You should know who that is based off you listening to Future. You you need yeah. to know who Jimi was. Jimi was very influential in his times. I'm going to talk about Jimi real quick. Because people don't understand. You got to put respect on Jimi Hendrix's name. Jimi was at the biggest... The biggest social music event to ever bless the history of America and play the fucking national anthem on his alternative, on his guitar, his electric guitar for 15 minutes. There's nobody else seeing Jimmy. I'm sorry. I, you can give me the best guitar player in rock history. He's not going to touch Jimi Hendrix. And that's just that. So again, like I said, I come from a, part of a family that love music. And I can give you somebody influential and important in every sense of the word. I hate when Michael gets brought up in the sense of starting with Beyonce because she still ain't touching it. I'm sorry. I love her to death. People going to come for my neck. She still ain't touching it. That man was sitting on stages for 30 minutes listening to people scream. Standing there. Standing there. <laughs> this man wasn't standing doing her. a damn thing. Man. Standing. Legendary shit. Took over the Super Bowl. By just standing there. His halftime show went over twice because he just stood there for 30 minutes because he knew he was that nigga. Like, I'm sorry. Black people really do run music. And right now, hip-hop is that thing to run. Why do you think all these white boys trying to find a way to eat off the culture? You don't think they've been doing that? Cadillac Records, they've been doing it. Been doing it. Temptations, been doing this. This is not nothing new. Our own Chuck Berry was chipped off of it. I think Elvis Presley really was doing that shit before right. Chuck came on the scene. Come on now, like again. So Rod is doing what's cool right now. So if you believe he could have been a singer, he could be singing R and B. He's not choosing that route because hip hop is that thing right and now. And it could be a soul. Like he just like, of course he got the hip hop beats and everything, but like, listen to how he harmonized with the music. And he not the only one. But his is just big right now. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, he switched the flow up and start rapping, but he starts off singing, harmonizing. Yeah. Like, that's some soul music. Like, right. So, the so, other yeah. artist that you had said that they passed um, in Texas that uh, got murdered. Mo 3. Yeah. yeah. So, the way I knew of him was by somebody else playing a clip of him singing. singing. A song that we know well in the blues community, we know. Yeah. We see it on the, we sing it all the time when it pop up on the movies. It's been a long time coming. We know what song yeah. that is. But when we watching him doing it, he putting the trap on it. He spinning it around. He putting the like, street on it. 
they it's I'm still gonna call myself what though a rapper. I'm not gonna call myself. But a like, can we? Song. It's like trap soul. Like it's it's just it should be a thing. Different. It should definitely be a thing. But that's not the wave right now. Like you gotta understand, that's not yeah, the wave. Right. The boys was trying to make was trying to be in quartets in the sixties. That was the thing. <laughs> the, gir- the girls love the bass and soprano singers. So you imitating what's in style. Being a rapper is what's in style. But it's gonna be interesting to watch that R and B gone. Blues and R and B gonna always come back. We may switch up the genre. It ain't going nowhere. It's just right now, it's resting. And that's just how I feel about it. R&B will come back, but you just don't see it being talked about with men openly because men, that's not the wave. Girls going to stick to what they know, always. Girls going to sing. I know better singers. Chris Brown started with rap. But at the time he came in, R&B was a thing. But he got signed as a rapper. And I don't think people know that. But let's talk about that. this Chris Brown situation. Like I feel like <laughs> since... I'm also a let's talk about it as person. You heard <laughs> So like... That man can never reach his potential because of what happened. We ain't got to say what happened, but we know what happened. Oh, I definitely agree. Yeah. I definitely like, agree. That man great. That man talented. Like, Oh, and then that's not even a thing. Like this, this, I think he is the person that explains cancel culture really well. Who else do you know putting out a 42-song album and it goes platinum like who, who's making a, a 42 he album he did a deluxe version of that motherfucker too and like, which and also went gold like who do you know what he only added like two or three songs to the deluxe and man, it still went on. gold like who do you know and he's still selling out arenas and we say and the, the media says we don't like chris brown somebody ain't telling the truth because his numbers lying. is yeah, definitely still lying. being pushed and he not doing a whole bunch of concerts. He not on a whole bunch of promo promos and being interviewed and stuff like that. And that is because of his own temper and his own reflection. But we cannot deny that man is of a different talent. That man, but when we gonna when we gonna let some of these celebrities be real people like like Kanye West ain't flipping out. Kanye West ain't crazy. He tired of them motherfucking cameras. Let that man walk to his car in peace. Well, you know, I I I have a little bit of a bias. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear it. I don't like the bitches he associated with. Oh and man! If you know me, you yeah. know you know the passion I have behind it. They may be the sweetest group of bitches in the world. I'm not going to change how I'm talking about them either, so don't ask me to. Um, the bitches may be great. They may be as sweet as pie. I don't give a fuck. You bit off my culture. You still do. You do it in the most disrespectful way. When a black woman in your area, in your aura, a black person, period, is in your space, in their family space, you cross that family, you now become a joke. You now become something of an expense to play with. I don't care. I don't care for that. Bitch, you wouldn't be who you are without my aunties sitting in L.A. doing what the fuck they were supposed to be doing in the middle of South Compton, in the Bay Area, and wherever else in California. Your whole makeup would not be a thing. Without people that I didn't watch rock long ass nails, cornrows, or as you call it, boxer braids. And this is something you being praised upon by these little ass white girls. It's something I've been seeing since I was little. So for me, I don't give a fuck about them bitches. Could care too damn less. So when he became associated with them and tried to push their agenda even more, I'm sorry. He probably does need healing after dealing with that damn family. Oh yeah, that's what I I also think is going wrong. He was sitting in a family that did everything for the public eye. So that's probably a different trauma than what he's used to. So I'm understanding. I'm not putting that on him. But for me, 
I just, it just, it was lost to me. Because I ain't going to lie, Life of Pablo was great. I ain't going to never lie and say that that wasn't a masterpiece, but it's whose name is on it. It's still Kanye's work. I'm never going to take his talent away from him. I don't think he's going crazy. I think he's dealing with, I don't, I'm starting to see that it's probably not him. It's probably who he was around. But again, I don't like them hoes. Period. I, I don't. There's nothing about it is, them. It is what I, it is. I, 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 there's nothing. I've had friends try to tell me, you can't really fault them for how the public... No, 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 no. I can definitely fault you for how the public views you. Definitely. You know you're biting off black. You know that. And you're still doing it without any, dis- like any regard to the community that you're doing it with. But it's certain... It's certain artists that I cannot separate their drama from who from their they artistry. But in, in in Chris Brown's case, that was different. I think they both was in the wrong. Um, both was in the wrong. I'm sorry. I ain't gonna lie. Like I ain't gonna have no reaction to somebody throwing my keys in the field. Like I ain't. Every I'm action not, got a reaction. I'm not gonna sit here and say that I'm. I can't. I can't sit here and say that she should have hit him, kept pushing him, kept mushing him in the face as he was driving. First of all, that's not safe, sis. He's driving. Like, the fuck? Why are you messing with this man and his life? Is, your life is in his hands at this point in his car. So that was that just crazy to me. But I, it does not warrant the beating that she got. I do agree there. She, there's no way. She should have had reconstructive surgery on her face. Like, there's... Yeah, that's she should have had all that. That was too much. Now, for that, I do hold at his feet. But he was a kid. He made a mistake. He was... What was he at the time? 19? 19 to 20? One of the two? He was a baby. We didn't all did dumb shit as babies. We not did made some mistakes being younger. I do think that needs it's ten years. Let it it's been ten years. Yeah, I have got to take that off of him. He was a kid. Him stalking Karushi, that's a whole nother thing, but he ain't put his hands on him. Wait, stalking Karushi? I don't know, man. Look, I'm so untied to like like when you people popping be up on me at the club. Stuff, yeah. I'm sorry. You posted up at the club, waiting on me at the house after I leave the club. That's a little. That's a little much. But I mean, we much. don't know what. Now that you bring it up, what really happened? Like, what if he was just trying to be that person? Like, let's talk about it. And she like close ended. She don't want to talk. You know what I'm, I'm saying? I'm gonna like, call you. You don't have to force me to. I'm going to call you. I'm God, I, you right. You know you're what? Right. In my defense, though, pulling up. I don't give a fuck if you a woman or a man. I do not agree with the pull-up shit. I, did, I just don't agree don't with the pull-up pull up shit. I just don't. Like, I'm not pulling up on nobody, and please don't pull up on me. Please don't pull up on me if you know that we're not exclusive, because I'm going to tell you just like this, unexclusive Jasmine is a little bit much to handle. You may be mad, because there may be another car sitting in front of my house, and you may be looking like, who the fuck is this? I'm sorry. I just I don't want you to get your feelings hurt. And I know that about me, so I wouldn't pull up on nobody. I just don't do that. <laughs> I just don't do house calls are dangerous, especially when you grew up in a city like my own. <laughs> house yeah. calls are dangerous. Don't do those, y'all. Please yeah, don't, don't do, do those. That, don't yeah. do unannounced house calls. Don't do that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a. Uh, do I blow up phones? Do I blowing up phones is one thing. I can't. I can't stop you from calling me. Yeah, I can block you. You can still know. pick up your phone and call. But waiting on somebody in an aggressive manner outside the club and their house. Yeah, that's that's a bit weird, man. He I needed mean. some. He needs some help. That's it. That man just needs some help on how to deal with his anger. That I mean, but that's. But is it anger? Man. What I'm saying is like, is it the anger to where we looking at like, oh, like they gotta be some domestic shit going on, or is it just anger? Like, 
I want my fucking questions answered. Like, Dad, why are you doing to this to me? Like, or something like that. How yeah. to push that across. I, I do say that since his babies have been, since his kids have been born, we don't see it as much. So I can say that. Now, I do believe Chris Brown is now starting to be the escape goat for a lot of shit. Like, I do think, I do think the public is a little harsher on him because he has made so many missteps. Yeah. He is the R&B problem child. I understand it, but now I think it's too much. It's too much. They're forcing it now. He can trip and they be like, hot. That was them drugs. (laughs) (laughs) That nigga tripped. It was the drugs, y'all. It was the drugs. And it's like, y'all got to lay up, bruh. We don't even do these to the people who openly doing drugs and we know they are. We don't sit here and we can't do something stupid. We like, that that was the drugs. Like, no, we don't do him like that. Like, let's not. Like, we quit doing Chris like that, please. Like, let's not do him like that. But, like, um, the artist that I won't do like R. Kelly, I'm never going to separate his fucking shit to his talents and his artistry. That's nasty. I so said it. You won't Fuck separate the man from the music. Do. I can't. Not him. Hell no. Hell no. Hell. Okay. Can people yeah, comment okay. on this podcast? Like, can we like can we oh, see like the comments and shit? No, nah, I didn't, I could have went live, but I ain't do that. Because I want to. I want to see a vote on like who separated the man from the music. You know. It like, was definitely women that did that. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm just a part of that. The thing is, it was our aunties and our mamas that was doing that. The people who grew up watching him from like when he was younger yeah. and being sexually attracted to him. To us now who like. Because what he did, that is some pedophile. That's some creepy shit. That's some shit. But Step in the Name of Love came on the other day and that shit was hidden. And I can still turn it off. So yeah, that's why that's why I, mean, I want to see a poll on it. Yeah. It hurts that way because we do. As I was watching the documentary about the women, it definitely hurt because some of them, some of them beautiful ass songs that we grew up with are now corrupted. I don't care about um, believing I can fly. I don't believe that no more. I am on the ground. I'm sorry. As sweet as that was, I am on the ground. Damn, I ain't never I, really like, thought about it like that. Though. Like I'm. We have really big pieces of music from him that were great. Yeah. That were just culturally a thing. Step in the name of love. That's a thing. What's his other one? Um, shit, the whole Chocolate Factory shit. Uh, I ain't gonna lie. Twelve uh, play. Sex Play Part Two. I mean, like uh, Sex Me Part Two. My shit. Yeah. That's the one of my favorites to hear done instrumental wise because he really was dope. And I do understand. And this is why I'm gonna put it into perspective. I do understand. That he was taken advantage of. He was hypersexualized at seven. Shouldn't have been. There's no fucking way he should have knew what his body was capable of doing that young. No way. His sister is despicable for that. I'm sorry. His family is nasty for knowing that's how she was and nobody intervened. I'm sorry. I do put the blame there. However, I'm about to put the blame on the parents of the girls who were in his homes. First of all, You mean to tell me you motherfuckers knew where y'all daughters was? Went to go find y'all daughters. Was told by his security you can't see your child. Bitch, I'm about to put two in your head. What the fuck do you mean I can't see my child? Which what are you talking about? Like some of y'all now some of them parents I feel like was paid off. I do believe that some people were paid off and some people did agree to the fact that they were. But there's no way in fuck you about to be able to tell me you don't know where my child is. And I think what the public was doing at the time where a lot of his stuff got caught, we was putting the blame on the wrong people. Just like he shouldn't have knew about his body at seven. You can't expect these girls who's getting attention from somebody that big with stardom 
gonna turn it down. Grown ass women, y'all getting on these flights with these rappers that y'all know got full ass families for what? A piece of the pie. If your grown ass gonna do it, what you think the impression is of a thirteen year old? That's way worse. You know what's right, wrong. You know all that shit. You know that you still go do it. Don't don't expect the child not to go do the same thing. It's on the adult now. So it was on him and parents. I can't take that away from that. It was at that point where you got the tape in the shit. You got the Matthew and them do demoralizing things as children that I'm sorry. And then you was making music about it. Sex me was about 12, 13, 14 year olds. Like, See, I don't think it was about no twelve. I don't know. That why you got when you got young ladies in the studio that you are you are taking full sexual advantage of. You ain't making these songs about your wife who you had locked up in a room who had to knock to get permission to come out. You damn sure wasn't making them songs about her. Not these women you was dating. I'm sorry. We gotta put seven and seven together to make it fourteen. It's not working. You he right, was making full ass creations about women he was taking advantage of. I don't give that was your favorite person to take advantage of, so now you about to go make a song about how thrilling that was. That was his therapy, I understand it. That was his outcry, I understand it. But we overlooked it so much. Black that men go to pleasure. therapy. Like that's there's no way. It still go back to when he was sitting at these high schools in Chicago. What the fuck are these principals letting this grown ass man sit in these? Why? Because he R. Kelly? I don't give a fuck. Get your ass on. Like, come on now. Right. That shit gross. Like, you you know, you knew a nigga that would come pick up his girlfriend who was 20 fucking two and dating a 17 year old. And everybody was like, the fuck? Y'all niggas was calling them niggas lame. How in the hell? Yeah, younger than no These principles. <laughs> come on now. Y'all talk about these boys and do it now. There was no way he should have escaped all of that. So I don't care. Put him underneath the jail. I don't give a damn. So yeah, no. Him, Tory, I'm a little uh, on the fence about right now. Tory Lanez? Yeah. Definitely on the fence about it. Do I think that he meant for her to be hurt? I do think the situation was an accident. An accident that went bad. Um, now, that I, now that I've like been able to like really think about it. It was a person that already came out. This episode long as hell. We gotta wrap this up. So, um, <laughs> it was it was a person that came out and spoke on his behalf, on Tori's behalf, his security guard, who said that Kelsey was the one with the gun. The the third person involved that we don't hear too much from. The best friend, right? The yeah. best friend. The best friend had the gun, and she was actually coming for Tori with it. it wasn't towards Megan at all. Megan came to figure out what the situation was, because that's when they found out. I'm I'm in full agreement. That's my fave. But I'm in full agreement that I feel like there was a situation where all of them were involved with each other sexually. I'm sorry. The way it yeah. was the way it was told, it just makes more sense for them all to have been connected. However, somebody was getting more time than the other, and it came back on Tori. Megan just happened to be in the midst of it. The gun must have went off and hit her. Do I believe that it was an accident, that she wasn't the person? He wanted to get hurt, especially if the security guard said they was tussling for this gun before she even came around. Wasn't nobody trying to hurt her. She was just so happy to be yeah. in the line of fire, which she did say initially. She did say that nigga was around and did say it was it hit her initially. And if she wasn't being angry, man, her ass said he said, shot me. Like he, she did say that, but this was after people kept pressing and was like, no, he wasn't around. He wasn't. But she there. got her own mind though. 
No, if I'm telling you, if I'm not saying no names at first, if I'm not really going into the scope of the details at first, and then I got people in my life under my pictures, all of this telling me, you ain't telling all that happened, so something, something ain't adding up, sis. Talk to the people. <laughs> when you got enough people saying that, and then calling you a liar because you're not talking about it, I'm sorry, I am going to be like, this is what happened, but I, I, mean, I am going to be mad. I am going to have a mad approach to it. Was she wrong for that, possibly? Yeah. I'll say that. But what I will say is, I don't not take him out of responsibility. I don't take her out of responsibility. Y'all messing with something that I just tell people all the time. Them threesomes really ain't all that scrapped up to be women. Gonna always be messy. That's women. Y'all still be putting yourselves in the midst of messy bitches. They can sit here and say they're not gonna be messy all day long. They're still messy. And it got messy. He put himself in the midst of messiness. <laughs> this shit true. <laughs> like, come on now. For a fantasy, we put our shit in the messiest situation. It blew back on You cannot be mad at anybody but yourself. If you want to keep shit copacetic, there is no way you should have been in bed with the both of them. You should have chose. Sorry. <laughs> you made that, that messy. That fur of missing out. That's the, man, let's stop with that. That's it. That fur of missing out, though, on that part. That That's, that's Megan, her friend, bad. And, but that's now that's you could have been on you could have been on TV right now with quarantine radio. You could have had a whole that deal with Apple could have been sold airtight. Where versus is, it's what quarantine radio could have should have been. Yeah, that's where it should have been. Yeah, yeah. Not only did it start, you realized when your quarantine radio came out to be one at first it was too much and people was talking crazy about you. But then you started to actually catch a vibe. You started to actually interview people it started to be fun it was a place for the culture and other artists to be themselves we saw a different side of artists on quarantine radio that should have been big but you fucked that up trying to get your dick wet on a fantasy bro get the fuck out of here y'all, re- y'all niggas really be fucking up y'all life behind pussy like sheesh and it's crazy to watch we gonna wrap the show up I'm Elijah <laughs> no, that's just that but yes as he said I do and I do thank you for coming to join me on the locker room. It was fun. It was real fun. I apologize for the length of this episode. So if you do it in pieces, I definitely understand. Um, so yeah, like I made I'm gonna be back on this thing another Wednesday. Y'all know how we do. So stick in and be tuned into another episode of Girls Locker Room next week, right here Wednesday, 9 a.m. on all my platforms. I'll holler at y'all later. <laughs>